Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. Today I read the case Carr v. State, 658-SW2D-653, Texas Court of Appeals, 1983. Of sending cases, of cases. We read about you so we can learn, so we can fight the good fight, and we can hopefully be victorious one day. So what happened in this case, Carr versus State? This is what happened. The decision says, quote, These appeals are from two convictions for the offense of commercially exhibiting obscene material. The jury assessed punishment for each appellant at 180 days in jail, probated for one year, and a fine of 2000 end quote. 180 days in jail, fine of 2000 Like I always like to remind my dear audience, $2,000 was back in 1983. So you got to adjust that for inflation. 180 days, 180 days is ridiculous for obscenity offenses. They asked me. I'm sure if I asked you, you'd have a good idea what to say too. It goes on, it says, quote, Appellants present 32 grounds of errors for our consideration. However, we only need to discuss three. End quote. Good job. You brought forth a lot of issues. You were on the ball. Way to go. We need that vigilance. It continues. It says, quote, The record reflects that on August 6, 1980, Officer G.L. Terrell, complainant, and Officer D.B. Ramsey, both Houston police officers working in the Vice Division, went to the All Ray Theater and paid $6 admission fee to appellant Shirley Carr and viewed the film. Ms. Magnificent. After leaving the theater, Officer Terrell returned to the vice office and typed up a report and affidavits for a search warrant authorizing the officers to seize the film. On August 7, 1980, Officer Terrell and two other officers went back to the El Rey Theater and purchased an admission ticket from appellant Arturo Vega Gonzalez. At the conclusion of the movie, the officers showed the search warrant to Mr. Gonzalez and seized the film. Both appellants, Shirley Carr and Arturo Gonzalez, were subsequently arrested based on a complaint and information alleging the appellants, knowing the content and character of the material, intentionally exhibited the film Miss Magnificent to Officer Terrell. End quote. That Officer Terrell is quite the busybody, is he not? Six dollars a mission. That's a nice amount. It's not too high. The theater can still make some money from their art, yet at the same time not make people pay too much. Just that for inflation a little bit, but still, it's probably reasonable. Have any old-timers out there seen Miss Magnificent? It would be hard if you did, but maybe. 1983 was a long time ago, and that was just when the court case was. These events happened in 1980. That was two years after I was born. So you have to be rather old to have viewed that. But if you have, by chance, viewed that, what do you know? It's a little different than some of the other titles. It's not so suggestive in title alone. Miss Magnificent could very well be a play about a woman who sings and dances. So how did this go for our friends here? It says, quote... We have viewed the film and find it to be both factually and constitutionally obscene. We overrule ground of air 23. 
the reason they said that was because there was a legal issue about whether something about presumption of, of it being obscene. So unfortunately, they didn't win that point. But on the issue of, quote, knowing the content and character of the film, it went a little bit differently. It says, quote, Both appellants worked at the El Rey Theater as ticket sellers and concessionaires. There's nothing in the record to show appellants had any managerial duties in operating the theater, operated the movie projector, had responsibilities for selecting or showing the films, or had any financial interest in the theater. We therefore hold the evidence insufficient to show appellants exhibited the film an issue. End quote. And then... It says, quote, Appellants also testified without contradiction that they had never seen the film Miss Magnificent, nor did Officer Terrell ever see either appellant outside the ticket or concession booths. Therefore, the only manner in which the state could have shown that the appellants knew the content and character of the film was by the presumption included in Texas Penal Code, annotated 43.23e, end quote. And they quote from that, and they say, quote, in the light of this decision, we find that the state failed to show appellants knew the content and the character of the film Miss Magnificent. They say that because above they quote it, quote, The Court of Criminal Appeals in its recent decision, Davis v. State, Supra, held 4323E to be unconstitutional, end quote. So they ultimately ruled the following, quote, Accordingly, the judgment is reversed and the cause remanded to the trial court with instructions to enter a judgment of acquittal as to each appellant. End quote. Awesome. Way to go. Our appellants here got to breathe a little easier. They didn't have to deal with a hassle anymore. I'm glad that they didn't just bow down and plead guilty and just take what the trial court wanted to dish out. They fought the fight. Shirley Ann Carr and Arterio Vega Gonzalez very well might be in First Amendment heaven now. And that's where we need to strive to go. So how will you be like people who go to First Amendment heaven? What are you going to do to go to First Amendment heaven? How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third party state? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.